hard to imagine many more intense baseball players than Morristown High's Jesse Spector. The Seton Hall verbal commit combines a hard fastball and some lethal secondary offerings with an unquenchable thirst for victory and a find a way to win competitive drive. Jesse has worked his way into one of the top pitching prospects in the class of 2022. How did he end up in the Big East? Let's find out as we sit down with Jesse Spector on this edition of JBS Generation Next. Oh yeah, whoa, look, they can never keep me down, I'm going, and if I ever fail to snow, I'll go again. I never quit, cause I know that every loss may lead to another win, I'm going up. I bet when I land, they gonna tell me it's luck again, see that I'm winning this Welcome back, everybody. This edition of the Jersey Baseball Show, Generation Next, our opportunity to look at a, at a number of the uh, the top high school seniors uh, in New Jersey this year. We are uh, privileged to be with with Jesse Spector uh, from Morristown High School. Welcome, Jesse, and uh, good to have you here today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's let's just kind of get right into. Um, you are uh, committed to verbally committed to uh, to Seton Hall, um, and let's just start with kind of talking about that recruiting process. You know what you know what it was like for you when you started getting attention from different schools. Um, you know, as a, as a pitcher, and uh, you know what drove you to making that decision. You know, playing for a a great New Jersey program. Yeah. Um, so it kind of started out. Uh, eighth grade year I was actually a catcher so um, I was about you know five foot two five foot three and about 100 pounds there's nothing to me but I had the little bit of toughness that I think was really infectious towards uh, any coach that I played for um, and I always had a strong arm and you know the idea was from converting myself to a catcher to a pitcher and that was really early on freshman year that I started to see big jumps in uh, my arm strength and arm strength led to velocity. And, um, you know, as a freshman, I touched 80. Um, there wasn't much to it. You know, I really had to put in work in the weight room. That was the biggest thing. Um, all players should really invest their time into the weight room because that's going to get the biggest results. And, um, you know, the recruiting process really started to ramp up for me during COVID, um, which is hard to believe because a lot of schools weren't allowed to do much with that. Um, you know, and at the end of the summer of going into my junior year. So last year, um, you know, I was up to 88 at the Northeast Future Games, uh, which was held in du, uh, Du Bois PA, um, playing against some of the best competition that the Northeast has to offer. And um, at that point, you know, I had a few schools talking to, um, you know, Seton Hall was always in the back of my mind because I had a really good relationship with Coach Pinkman even as a freshman and even as an eighth grader, when I started to get on the mound, they kind of knew um, where I, I was going to be and where they saw me as, um, you know, there were a few other schools that I had interest from, you know, William and Mary, Northeastern, um, West Point um, and Elon, you know, and overall it came to best fit for me, best fit for myself and my family conference in the big east um but you're playing with some of new jersey's best talent they really do a great job um coach shepherd coach pinkman coach pappas they do a great job of bringing in the best guys to uh make their team really really strong um and the new facility the new baseball field that they 
renovated is just incredible and the new sports science labs that they have it's really second to none and you know I couldn't have been happier with my decision to go and um, next month signing my letter of intent is kind of crazy but um, yeah. I'm pretty ready to go and um, you know I just want to say how thankful I am to coach Shepard and coach Pinkman coach Pappas for giving me such a great opportunity you mentioned Coach Pinkman, you know, known not just not just for at Seton Hall, but I mean, he's got a, a great reputation, you know, nationally as a as a great pitching coach. Have you been able, you know, have, have you been able to, to get a a good connection with him? And you know, are you looking forward to to getting to to play for him? Yeah, right off the bat, um, going all the way back to when I was an incoming freshman in high school. There was a connection. I went to a camp at Diamond Nation and I didn't really think much of it. I was really undersized and yet I still had the capability of throwing in the, the upper 70s, low 80s. And, you know, Coach Pinkman just kind of came over to me and was just really, really nice to me early on and really, really saw confidence in myself on the mound. And he really believed that I could play at the next level and you know, I didn't really know what I was capable of at that point because I hadn't really put myself in a position to be successful yet with going to BPC and really getting in front of the right people. So um, for him to put that confidence towards me was something that I couldn't really understand. You know, now looking back on it, it's like I'm here now, but back then it's like you don't know what's going to happen. So he saw something early on and I guess it really worked out because I'm going to be a pirate and, you know, it's been like three or four years in the making. Definitely. Definitely. So, so when people see you pitch, I, I, I probably the first thing they notice is you're, you're not the, the usual six, two, six, three, you know, ideal right-hander build or anything like that. I mean, you're smaller, right? I mean, as, how has that, help to to motivate you and 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 push you right being a, a smaller righty capable of you know on that verge of of hitting 90 and and certainly having that in you um and and the second thing they're going to notice is uh tend to be a little on the competitive side um you know how have those things really kind of shaped who you are out on on, on the mound at this point yeah, I always like to say that I have Scherzer's mentality, but in a Strowman body. And that's <laughs> what it comes down to um, when you get in the game, because you really have to be focused, especially when you're pitching in the Big East or against teams like Seton Hall goes up to play Florida this year. I'm, if I'm put in that position to come in and shut the door against the top team, you're going to have to be focused and you're going to have to be ready. Um, I really try to shut everything down. Um, I really don't try to look at any screens unless I'm listening to music before the game, something to kind of get me motivated to pitch. Um, and then it's just myself and the catcher. The bat is really not important. You know, be, the competitive aspect is that sometimes I will let my emotions get the best of me. Like if an umpire doesn't give me a pitch, I'll really, really kind of wind back and try to relax. But the next pitch is really going to come in harder and it's going to come in over the plate until I can just say that. You know, I made no mistakes in the game and um, I was doing everything right. And uh, when people look at me overall, you know, they think, oh, this guy's a middle infielder, second baseman, shortstop type. But, you know, I've always I mean, I've played the infield when I was little, but 
it's not what I really love to do. Pitching was the number one thing that I love to do. And, you know, developing um, my body over the years was something I really had to work for. And, you know, there were so many hours where I thought maybe baseball is not for me. And even recently, you know, sometimes you think in the weight room, um, am I not strong enough for the game? Am I not mentally strong enough? But, um, you know, it's all worked out and I'm just trying to progress in a positive direction. And, um, you know, I honestly could care less what people say about me um, because at the end of the day, I probably end up proving them wrong. So. That's right. When they're walking back to the dugout after you strike them out. Right. Yeah. What, uh, what makes you love it? What, what's you, you know, always, even when you were, you know, you said you were a real undersized catcher, scrappy, feisty, you know, what, what's made you love baseball? Um, probably the simple fact that anybody can play it especially when I was five years old, I was the worst player on the field. You know, you couldn't pick that kid out of the crowd and be like, we're going to pick him out of a game and be like, you know, this kid's going to play at the next level of division one baseball. Yeah. Now, looking back on it, it's like, wow, there's so much, there was so much time that people didn't see that really went into the process. And to be honest, that's my favorite part about baseball. It's the process of leading up to proving people wrong because you never know what's going to happen. You could be affected negatively or you could use your time positively and go out there and spend your time five hours, six hours a day, even doing what you love. And it's what I love to do. And hopefully I can do it as a job one day. That would be so amazing to say to people, I'm a professional baseball player. Yeah. Now, now let's, Morristown last season, great year. I guess first, tell us about that that pretty good shortstop you played with, uh, Max Martin, who, uh, I mean, you know, geez, uh, one of the best, not just in the state, but in the country. Um, yeah. And, and then the way the season ended, you know, such a tough game against Mainland. You know, I mean, it literally ended you against, uh, against Chase Petty on the mound. You know, you coming in in relief um, and, and, and him starting the game. and you know, really going toe to toe with a, a guy that, you know, a month later is a, a first round MLB draft pick. Um, you know, is that something that you can use as motivation and, and maybe have used as motivation for, for this coming year? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the main thing for me in that game was really understanding that I had to throw strikes. There was no, um, there really wasn't any room for failure in that game because it was such a close game. Yeah. And to be honest, you know, without Max probably in that game, it wouldn't have been a three to two game. Would have been three nothing. Say, yeah. He hit a changeup that Petty left over the plate, and he hit a rocket, and he just kept running for days. And he got on third, and we unfortunately couldn't score him. Um, credit to Chase, you know, he's a great pitcher. He's an even better person. Like after the game, we lost and he came over. He was the first first guy to congratulate or not congratulate, but to say a uh, good game to me, uh, which I really think is a class act on his part. And you can really see dividends because he's a first rounder. You really don't see talent like that from New Jersey, especially South Jersey, because it's more been like North Jersey kids um, like Jack Leiter 
and Anthony Volpe throughout the years. So, um, and to top that off, like, I don't know what goes through Max's head when he's at the plate, but knowing that he's going to hit the number one player, possibly one of the greatest baseball players to come out of South Jersey and be confident at the plate, that's something that you really don't see every day. And that's what's going to put him in that pro position this year. Um, and, you know, there's going to be scouts at the games to watch him, but there's really no pressure because he just enjoys the game. And, and so do I. And, you know, we're best friends off the field, but on the field, we're, we're hard on each other. And that's what makes us, um, you know, good to play with. And, you know, that's something you really don't see. The drive to be great, I guess, is what you're saying, right? Yeah. I mean, some days it's waking up at 435 for him. And him texting me, be like, do you want to go hit five in the morning? I'm like, you're crazy, but l- let's do it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, we just talked about Chase Petty, and that that brings up the uh, the BPC connection. Um, you know, that's a place that um, has – you've grown to, to train a, a, a lot at. Um, you know, I, I know that you don't love the Marcus Stroman comparisons anymore because – you hear him so often. So I said, well, how about we, uh, we go with the Mike Adams comparison because you know, Mike, obviously he's not the biggest guy he's hitting a hundred now. Um, first of all, what's it like training there and what has that meant to you? And second, you know, what's it like to see him, you know, kind of live out his dreams a couple of years, maybe after he thought he would. Yeah. I mean, training there, especially with Mike, it's something that's really valuable to my game um without him it's probably would have been a really downhill spiral almost um he's developed me since I was a freshman in high school and I was little and scrawny but still had the ability to throw it hard um and now look at me now you know I'm still little and scrawny but I'm stronger you know I'm learning more about the game every single day because I have him as a tool and he's such a great guy you know you can talk to him about anything almost and he'll be there for it. And to see him live out his dream is probably something that he really, he really deserved it. Um, There was nobody else that I thought could have deserved it. And especially what he's been through, you know, trying to do that for the past few years and, you know, perfecting his mechanics to help other guys, but also perfecting his mechanics. um, It's something amazing. It's really out of a movie. Um, so I'm just really happy that he's in the position he is, and hopefully he'll be with the MLB team soon. Um, you know, I hope I hope there was a chance this year, but you know the Phillies had other ideas, and um, we'll definitely see him in a in a Phillies uniform soon. Hopefully next year, right? Um, yeah. So once fall ball finishes up, and you're playing with uh, one of the BPC teams right this fall. Um, what's the, the off-season plan and the off-season goals for you so that you are ready to go and have a, a great senior year? Um, actually, I did happen to take off this fall. I did pitch a number of innings okay. um, during the week, you know, just trying to get in front of live hitters because um, it was more of um, a, a developing thing with me, I think. You know, I lost a little bit of weight, which wasn't the best, but I really, really got in the weight room and I gained it back and I put um, my mental toughness uh, back on switch. So 
you know, it was, it was something that I had to really push myself towards when it was the hardest thing I could do. And sometimes I would question whether or not this is for me, but it really is for me because this is what I did before I fell in love with it because it was so hard, you know, and um, for the high school season, you know, we have some young guys that we can build around a team. And obviously Max and I are going to be the leaders of this team. And, you know, it's been a disappointing couple years that we've played in our league. You know, we were the favorites two years in a row to win our division and we've always come one game out of it. And to get so far in the playoffs and lose to a kid like Chase Petty, it's heartbreaking, but at the same time, it kind of wants, it makes you want to work harder because we're going to be a good team this year. And, you know, people might have us as lower. Like we don't, we don't listen to any of the NJ.com rankings or nothing, but yeah. We, we know that we're a good team. Um, people just have to watch us play and see us practice. And it's really a, a legit program that we have. So, so some, some welcome questions to those who don't know, uh, don't know you that well, you know, welcome, uh, get you on the radar and be part of the next college generation. Um, what do we like doing outside of baseball? If, if anything, um, outside of baseball right now, it's been pretty much school during the summer. I had a summer job because, you know, your parents don't want you staying in the house and obviously <laughs> you need the money as a teen. So yeah, um, you got a little bit extra money in your pocket, but you know, just hanging out with friends, you know, is a big thing for me, you know, having that social uh, part of life is just something that I can't really take away, you know? Um, other than that, it's really much just down to baseball and getting the work in um, cause there's really no time for error. Um, and getting my schoolwork done, um, of course, schoolwork's a big thing, you know, applying for colleges or for college um, this November. So um, it's really been a, it's really been a journey and it's, it's all just beginning, you know. Yeah, Seton Hall, not, not just a, a, an awesome baseball program, but a, a great school too. Yeah, I, I could be more pleased. Yeah. What do you plan on? Do you know what you're going to major in yet? Um, I'm deciding between physical therapy and sports management. Um, to be honest, I kind of really see myself as a baseball scout or a coach in college baseball, because that's really what I love to do. And it's love to love. Um, I love to talk about it and kind of just reminisce about the game to some people, even though they may not want to hear it, I'm still all over it. And, uh, it's, it's, really something that I'm passionate about. So hopefully that, or, you know, even better become a professional baseball player at some point. That's right. After your, after your uh, major league career is what we're saying, right. We want to want to make oh, sure after. <laughs> play that out as uh, far as we can. Right. Yeah. Um, favorite uh, music to listen to, to get yourself ready for games or, or just uh, away from games. Oh, that's a tough question. Um, I listen to a lot of country music. Um, I feel like, you know, yeah, even before games, like it kind of gets me in a better mood in the morning when I go to school driving, I'll listen to it. Even though I'm barely awake, I'm still like having a good time jamming out. Um, and I really like heavy metal before uh, baseball. That's something that I really discovered like only like a year ago like Slipknot and stuff and Linkin Park, that stuff um, is really, really good for getting your 
Oh yeah. Went up before a game. Um, if you could be a D one athlete in any sport other than baseball, what would you, what would you choose? Oh, I would choose golf. Yes. Uh, good answer. <laughs> I love, I love playing the game. It's almost, it's, it's way harder than baseball. I'll tell you that if people think it's, it's, if it's easier, you're completely wrong. That the technique and the the practice that has to go into that sport is is ridiculous. And you know, I have family that really appreciate the game, and I appreciate the game. Um, so I would definitely choose golf. Your uh, your proudest moment on on the field that you can remember? Um, the proudest moment of playing. That's a really tough one. Um, there's so many that stick out, but um, you know, I feel like pitching that game against mainland was probably one of the proudest moments that I've had. Yeah. Uh, though we took a loss, it's one of the best games I've ever pitched in my life. Um, and to most people's surprise, you know, there's, there was a bunch of scouts back there. There's a bunch of people came to see the other guy, but when the people at the end of the day, they were talking about me too. And, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy. To, to hear the story shift from one side to another. So, yeah, just heard so many stories from, from guys who, who get discovered when, you know, scouts are there to watch somebody else and they just have a, a, a great game and not that, you know, you certainly had a great year and your situation was done beforehand. And, you know, but, but to, you know, that's not a surprise at all. You, you, you kind of grab that moment and, you know what? Four four shutout innings that game for you, I guess, in relief, right? Yeah. Um, our pitcher Wyatt Atkinson, who's on the Kings, um, shout out Kings, by the way, gonna That's be right. our ball team ever. Yeah. Um, what's it called? He got hurt. Uh, a kid had collided with him at first base. Um, on yeah. a ground ball, and uh, you know, unfortunately, he couldn't continue in the game, so I had to really come in and shut all my emotions off and really get down to business. So mentioned the Kings, uh, Jesse will be part of the inaugural uh, South Jersey Kings ACBL season. We're, we're excited and, yeah. uh, and, and can't wait. And, you know, that's, but that's, but we got some baseball before that. So yeah. let's, uh, let's have a great uh, off season and, and, and be ready to go. And, and, you know, just uh, excited to have you uh, staying in state. Um, 2023 and beyond and uh look forward to, to following you and 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 certainly appreciate you taking the time today to uh introduce yourself to everybody yeah um i just want to say thank you for giving me the opportunity not just for the king's um team but just for letting me come on and uh tell my story a little bit it's been um it's been good absolutely yeah jesse specter today's guest um part of our Generation Next series. We're looking at guys who are going to be that next group of uh, players to make an impact at the uh, at the D1 level and, and, and in college. And uh, we appreciate the time and, and we'll uh, we'll see you down the road at the at the field, I'm sure. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, thanks again and um, good luck with uh, everything with uh, NJ College Baseball. I know that you're doing some hard work. I see uh, all the posts. <laughs> stuff so all righty thanks jesse yep